0: Hello everyone, this is Socrates and Tyler Jenks. Uh, we are with the Hyperwave YouTube channel and Lucid Investments. We are uh, coming to you today with uh, some analysis about the price action of Bitcoin, and we're also going to be taking a quick look at some uh, various alt uh, alt tokens that are really struggling and at um, very, very important areas of support, um, especially as they relate to the uh, BTC pair, um, so this is something I've been uh, watching with a breath along with the market cap dominance metric to see um, if it looks like Bitcoin is going to be able to gain back some of that dominance uh, throughout this next run or if it looks like it will uh, give some back. We are very much hoping for the former and it seems like that is what has been happening, especially over the last few weeks. So um, we'll be very excited to look at some charts today. How are you doing, Tyler?
1: I'm doing probably better than I have in a long, long time. Um, Great action in the crypto market. Uh, The maximalists have been, or the standard bearers, have been holding on to a proposition that we can't prove because it's purely theoretical we've never gone through something like that before but we've been saying as a group for a long time that uh bitcoin needs to shed itself of all or almost all the altcoins, either through bitcoin dominance by going up faster than they all do but more likely Because they will begin underperforming in up and down markets against Bitcoin. Way too early to say if that's happening, except for some of the examples we'll bring you today that are, in my mind, conclusive. That uh, they have broken down for the last time relative to Bitcoin and are on their way down to uh, very low points, which means Bitcoin dominance should begin to move very quickly up to 70, 75, 80, 85, 90%. And more importantly for me, we're getting a pullback in Bitcoin right at a very important point above the $13,000 level. We've dropped all the way down into the 11s and uh, we could even go lower as the show goes on. That to me is a tremendous buying opportunity For Bitcoin that I've been waiting for to put the other 10% back in and add to it so very excited very excited that the stock market soared today that the gold market which was down this morning ran up $10 $14 $17 I've been too busy to look at it in the last 30 minutes but we will look at all of that the big thing today, though, is the altcoins relative to Bitcoin and what it means for the last 10 years of data uh, beginning to deteriorate very quickly on the part of the alts and uh, in the favor of Bitcoin. So I'm going to turn it over to Socrates and I'm going to pull up some charts. That I find uh, really interesting. I'm sure uh, uh, Socrates has, has got the same charts, but I'll look at a little longer time frame maybe on some of them. So, Socrates, uh, glad to see you again and let's get started. All right, um, I'll go ahead
0: and pull up a few charts here and um, <laughs> All right, screen sharing now and looking at Bitcoin here. Uh, There was a very important um, area of support that I was watching closely and Really was expecting for the price to hold, um, and it uh, looks as though it has not held that area. Uh, so, for me, 12,000 was really a key number on the way up, and then also on the way back down. Uh, basically, when we were in this area trying to um, continue to the upside after finding support at this trend area. Um, I was looking at 12,000 as being a very important area of resistance. There were some large orders just sitting on the books, um, waiting to be bought up. And as soon as um, that did get bought up, we took right off, went right through from twelve up to 12,800 in the matter of 12 hours. Uh, so that was a very important area for of support for me. And then when we ran up here, um, I was really thinking that this would provide a great um, possibility to enter. When this dip happened and pulled back to 12,000, that is um, one of my favorite places to enter. When you get a breakthrough of a boundary, uh, specifically in this case, a horizontal boundary, and then you throw back to retest it, Um, That is one of my uh, favorite places to go ahead and enter. And this is exactly what you wanna see in the sense where it doesn't spend much time there at all and quickly um, rebounds to the upside. Uh, Unfortunately, I wasn't awake when this occurred, and I wasn't able to get a piece of that. Uh, But as it stands, I am now actually kind of happy because I would not have been taking profit in here. I was really expecting a return back up to the uh, 14,000 area. Um, That was based on a number of things that we went over yesterday, primarily the pitchfork after we broke through the, the median of the pitchfork i was expecting us to go ahead and uh, retest the top boundary and that did not happen um, we pulled up a little short and then broke down this area so this is very important this last candle um, that easily could have gotten a strong bounce from here uh, it's only been open for 40 minutes instead of getting a good bounce, it has the full candle below this trend line, and now it is threatening to break down the 50 EMA on the four-hour chart. Uh, If we do close below there, my target would be a return to the 200 EMA on the four-hour chart, which is currently waiting at 10,500. Uh, slightly too early to call for that would need a close below this 50. And this still could be an area where it's giving a bit of a head fake before continuing to the upside. If we do find support above this 50 EMA uh, and then gain some of this ground back, uh, this could turn into a nice reversal candle, which could lead to significantly more upside. I feel like I'm getting some feedback. Um, Is there anything coming through on your end for the audio? It's not happening now, so I'll just go ahead and keep on going. It sounds pretty good to me. Great. All right. So yeah, this is a very important candle with a lot of time left. Um, If we can get back above 12,000 in this candle, that would be a huge sign to me that we're gonna continue to the upside. If this candle does close below 12,000, then that is going to tell me that I am most expecting a breakdown of the 50, um, which should lead to a return to this 200. EMA on the four-hour down here at ten thousand five hundred. So this is a very crucial area, um, we did just get a strong dip and uh, this, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at how much. Uh, if we take the high from 12 hours ago down here, it's already dipped uh, close to 12 percent in less than 12 hours. So just based on that by itself, I would not expect much more downside in the next uh, 12 to 24 hours. Uh, In my experience, Bitcoin really doesn't like to move more than about 10 to 15% in a 24 hour period. It can, but it's, it's rare. Uh, so anytime I see a sharp move, I want to measure the percentage of that move. In this case, we're getting uh, close to 12% at about 11.84. And that will, and then I'll relate that to how long it took to get there. In this case, um, less than 12 hours, really like 10 hours, uh, 11 hours. And uh, that is a type of move that tells me that it's going to be hard to keep going down um, from here, right away. Uh, Moving more than 15% in 24 hours would be very uh, surprising. Like I said, it can happen, but it's definitely not to be expected as far as I'm concerned. Um, So seeing this very important boundary getting tested while the price is already made a huge move, Um, is something that I want to not be premature in saying that this has broken down uh, because it really does look like 12,000 is broken down right now. But like I said, there's a lot of time left in this candle. What if this thing closes at 12,271? Now we've got a bullish dragonfly doji with a huge wick uh, that would look very much like this did not break down. Um, so this is an area where it's time to wait and not be um, overly confident in either until this candle closes. Once this candle closes, we should have a very good idea of what to expect um, moving forward over the next 12 to 24 hours. As it stands right now, um, anything can happen and we need to not be premature with um, our uh, thinking that this has broken down 12,000 because it has not uh, Closed below even on a four-hour basis below that twelve thousand uh, eleven nine sixty-nine is really the area that would be important to me. So As long as we're not closing below there, I'm not thinking that this is broken down. Uh, Once that does happen, then the most important area of support for me, the trend and the horizontal, if that gets broken down, then I would absolutely be expecting a return to the 200 EMA on the four hour at about 10,500. And I'm gonna go ahead and just take a quick look at a couple alt charts before turning it over to Tyler and uh, first one we can look at is litecoin usd we looked at this a couple days ago and i was very dismayed about this death cross that we got on the 50 and the 200 ema Uh, that was very much a sell signal that i should be getting fully out of my position here i i Explained that I didn't because I was very intrigued by this area of support and the higher lows higher lows higher lows so what I did was I set a hard stop-loss at uh, $116 and uh, Some change so right around here uh, that was triggered Um, I explained in that show I don't remember exactly when it was but basically that I would always be getting out here based on this sell signal Ah, reason that I wasn't was I felt like it was worth taking on a little, a couple percentage points of risk to hold through and see if this thing could follow through and uh, do basically what Bitcoin did, and it sure didn't. So that is what was really, really surprising. Was as Bitcoin was kind of forming the same pattern, we see. kind of in here where we have the bear trend. It's like basically a symmetrical triangle. Um, And Bitcoin took off, but Litecoin did not. It tried to, it was a head fake. And then it, Broke down hard. So while Bitcoin is just basically correcting after creating a new higher high and is right now This is just a healthy pullback that still has plenty of room to create uh, another higher low Litecoin didn't make it through and therefore when it broke down It didn't have any gains to correct it just flat out broke down and now this is a chart that is very much um telling me that the crucial area of support is broken down. Bitcoin still hasn't closed, we're needing to wait. That's not the case with Litecoin. The it's crucial area was about $117. That was based on its horizontal and trend line support. This very much did break down and it did it in a big way. Um, so that is something to me that is very important, especially with the having right around the corner what is going on here it's gone back down to the the 100 area um, and it could be threatening to break that down um while leading into the having which would definitely throw a lot of people for a loop um and i am glad to have gotten out of there myself um so let's go ahead and take a look at ethereum really quickly it is threatening to do something very similar. Uh, It is now testing its crucial area, I would say 285 to 287, 282 to 287 we'll call it, is its crucial area of support and it has not broken down yet. Um, This is a spot where it would make a lot of sense to me to go ahead and put a hard stop loss at about 274 um somewhere in that area because if this does break down it's probably going to do it in a big way like we saw with litecoin just a big quick dive where if you don't have a stop loss set you're probably not going to be able to uh get out at the price that you are kind of looking at um, so that's why I would like to uh, consider a hard stop loss there if I had any uh, Ethereum for sale. And um, the eth BTC chart is the one mo uh, the basically the most important chart to me has been uh, for a while. We've been looking at this very closely. Let's get a chart with some more history <clears throat> because this really is. Um, Something that is pretty um, remarkable as far as I'm concerned. This descending triangle that we have in the blue is absolutely massive. Um, It is indicating, let's see if we can figure this out, Um, from top to bottom, we'll just use that right there, Um, an 82% move if this breaks down the target from this descending triangle would be, let's see here, um, it would be 28% of 0.0243, uh, target would be 0.006 if this Descending Triangle breaks down which it is on the absolute verge of doing so right now if that happens 0.06 would be the measured move from this descending triangle and it is uh, formed basically another descending triangle uh, That's on a much smaller scale. We can see that is drawn in red Uh, For 2019 it has created lower high lower high lower high as it continues to eat away at this support Uh, The first time we tested this support you got a massive bounce. that was basically a full-on alt season right here Second time we tested we got a much smaller bounce Third time we tested a much smaller bounce Now we're testing and not even getting a bounce Um, and I am Shorting this, uh, basically on this breakdown in here is um, right, right around the zero point zero two five is where. I have entered, um, I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, saying that my finger is on the trigger to sell this thing, Um, waiting and waiting and waiting for further confirmation. My ultimate confirmation of breakdown would be a weekly close. Um, So seeing a weekly close below, I'm gonna call it 0.0237 is what would confirm this massive Descending triangle with the 0.006 target. So we don't have that target yet And we only will get that target if a weekly candle closes below call it 0.023 and um, That is getting very very close to happening Uh, furthermore the uh, Smaller descending triangle is much closer to breaking down Um, And depending, since it is so much smaller of a pattern, I might be comfortable considering it confirmed with this daily close below. Um, So we did have this daily close at 0.0244 yesterday. And uh, that is um, enough for me to think that this thing has confirmed And uh, it is still, though, at that point where if it can find support anywhere above that 0.023, then it still has a chance to make a massive explosion to the upside. Uh, So these are kind of my last points. The, The do or die zone is where we are right now. This is my do or die zone for Ethereum. Um, if it breaks down, th- this is the last area where I think it could find support. And as we see, when it comes into this do or die zone, and it does when it when it do when it decides to do instead of die, um, you get you can get this massive wick and then a huge move to the upside. Um, so definitely not, in my opinion, not time to be overly confident that the that the rug is getting pulled out from under because it's still is at this area where if we get a strong wick and turn it around it really could have a big move um, to the upside Uh, so so as long as we are still flirting with this do or die zone i don't want to have too much short exposure at all Uh, just have a, a small position and um, also, do not want to be overly confident in one way or the other. Uh, this is an area where the risk reward is fantastic for both sides of the trade. I've been mentioning that um, throughout the last few weeks that this is an area where if you're going long, it makes a whole lot of sense because your risk reward is tremendous. Um, this is also an area where going short makes a whole lot of sense to me because the risk reward is tremendous and very well defined. Um, so, that's uh, two things that I really like and this chart has uh, both of them. So uh, I would not blame somebody for longing this chart nor would I blame somebody for shorting this chart Um, but that could change very quickly once this do or die zone Um, once the price gets out of here in a convincing way and it will move hard. Once it does, if it breaks down, I think it'll break down hard and fast. If it bounces, it could bounce hard and fast. Uh, So definitely keeping a very close eye on this one and uh, just kind of wanted to mention the uh, trade that I was looking at The when alts are going down versus BTC regardless of what BTC is doing, it presents some tremendous opportunities. Uh, So if Bitcoin is going up, down, or sideways, and no matter, in all three of those situations, alts are going down, that presents, uh, alts are going down against BTC, I should clarify, that presents some tremendous opportunities uh, to basically hedge, but also expect um, both positions to profit. Uh, so back in here, I was talking about longing ETH USD because we had a, a bullish pattern and some resistance breakthrough. And I was talking about sh- uh, hedging that with a short on ETH BTC. Um, so if you notice right in here, that's when the price was down yeah. around 278 on the USD pair and the BTC pair was up around 0.029. And we do see that both of those trades did work out and it was hedged. Um, if ETH BTC broke down and this position lost money and had to take a stop loss, well, this thing would have probably broken down even harder and and therefore I'm hedged on this position. And uh, now we see that this one did sell off, even though ETHUSD was able to rally, it wasn't able to keep up with Bitcoin, therefore the ETH-BTC pair um, really just went down and down and down. Uh, so that is everything that I wanted to look at. I'm going to send
1: it back on over to you, Tyler. Okay, very good. Thank you. Great analysis. Um, let's take a look at a couple of things here. okay this is bitcoin itself on a 12-hour basis um i talked to uh tone this morning about this he had sent out an alert on his alert service that this 12 hour was on a perfect nine it actually went slightly higher than the eight and then it began to fall apart and uh so i quickly looked at other time frames on just bitcoin and uh we had only gotten up to a four we had been talking about these bollinger bands and i'll bring those up in just a minute but after this move where we actually got a candle uh with the body completely above the top we stalled out for a period of time on a nine we had a pullback but after a 1 went higher than the 9, then we had this weird 2, 3, and 4 to the downside. Then we got a reversal up off of the 4, but we had a price flip. So we started again with another price flip, a one, two, three. We only made it to a 4, but none of the bodies got above the upper Bollinger Band. <clears throat> um, so this is really reacting off the 12-hour. The 12-hour hit a nine because it didn't go through all that nonsense, whereas the four-hour never showed uh, that kind of weakness going up into the eight and the nine. Notice the eight did pierce the upper band of Bollinger, and then we've got this big drop. So the mid-band is just right, slope right below us, and I would love... For us to be able to hold that 11,468 level uh, or break it, but not too much. Maybe come back to my old phase two line, which is now at the 11,160 level uh, and then heading higher uh, after a one to four, uh, 12 hour period. So I basically have been counseling people today that uh, one to four on a 12 hour is basically one or two days. So just be patient for the rest of today and tomorrow to see what this 12 hour brings us. Now on the one day, um, very similar action where the six goes blowing up through the upper Bollinger band, gets rejected by the seven. We make it to a nine, which is one of the weirdest nines of all times. With the three previous candles having higher highs, but we did get a nine. We got a one to th- four um pullback and then higher. But the higher was struggling all the way. We had a price flip after the four, started a one, two, three, broke up through the upper, and now we're coming back down. Um, so once again, a reasonable target, and we do have a aggressive 13 cell signal on this three, which is interesting. Uh, I'd like to see if we hold, uh, the old phase line. We're coming back down to the 11,100, which is my top green line. I thought we had broken once and for all above it. I was all excited that here we go. Uh, we're ready for a big move to the upside, but, uh, But uh, no such luck. Um, Peter petered out again. This is the weekly. The weekly has made it up to a five, continues to climb up this uh, trend line, which is not made for the weekly. It's made for the monthly. And uh, on the monthly, as we talked about yesterday, it's in no danger um, at this point. We're still well above it. We're on a five. I still think this thing is uh, headed much higher, but uh, in the intermediate, in the short term, it's run into some problems. So all of that is interesting to me, mainly because I've been holding off, adding to my uh, positions personally and for clients. But this is now, in my mind so far, giving us an opportunity to be able to put money back to work. In uh, Bitcoin. And uh, depending on where this ends, how quickly it gets to where it's going to go, we could be able to buy back around the um, top of this green line, somewhere around the 11,000 level. If we take out this um, important setup trend line, which we could do if we break even uh, a little bit below the red line and the green line. Then we've got another story to tell in terms of the downside. Uh, Notice how moving averages are rolling over, how the upper band already is rolling over on the Bollinger, how the lower band is now accelerating up. It looks like this is going to be an area of very strong support, so it better hold. There's nothing that says that after a nine on the 12 hour that you only get a one to four candle pullback. That's what you expect. So we're on the first candle. So we probably will have a second candle. We'll probably have a third candle. And then the question is when we get between the third and the fourth candle where all this stuff is coming together the old phase two line, my 11,100 line, and the stop and reverse point, which will be up there also, what happens if this is actually a nine to the downside? And we take all of that stuff out and return to the lower Bollinger Band at 99.81. We take out the stop and reverse now, what we're looking at is we're looking at this setup trend line down at the 9,000 level. And then a lot of new questions come in. Uh, so, too early to make any calls, too early to put any money to work. But I like what's happening. It's giving us a chance to load up for the longer term, which in my mind is now fully in the bullish camp. But that has nothing to do with the intermediate in the short term okay the other things i wanted to look at is i wanted to look at just as socrates did the ethereum bitcoin i'm much more negative than um socrates is because this support has broken now this only goes back to june but it's significant how sharply we broke below it, how sharply we broke below this blue line that is set up on the 12 hour from the sequential system, how we closed below it on the four. Now we are getting a bit of a, a pop on the five. We're only on a nine in the countdown. so. The probability is, in my mind, that we might make it back up to these lows before heading lower. Uh, That's on Ethereum versus Bitcoin on the 12-hour. When we go longer, let's take a look at the weekly. The weekly goes all the way back to 2018. And we've blasted through that on a relative basis. So the shorter time frames are struggling to keep up with these longer time frames. The longer time frames are telling me that Ethereum Bitcoin is dead. That we are headed much lower. Probably down to this 002 Uh, We do have a C-13 coming in today, and you can see what's happened so far. Uh, We could reverse off of this C-13, but um, right now, this is a very bearish pattern. Take a look at Bollinger. We need to get a full candle below the lower band, which is now racing down. The perfect setup. For the six, seven, eight, and nine to follow it lower. Notice if I take the price off of the weekly, and remember what we're looking at here is Ethereum in Bitcoin terms. And you take a look at the moving averages. And the moving averages on this pair are in a fully bearish posture. signaling a bear market on the weekly basis on the Ethereum-Bitcoin pairs. Litecoin is not giving us very much more. And as Socrates wisely pointed out, we are weeks away, days away from the halvening. And you have to say, well, here we are. On July the 19th which is where we were on May of last year a year ago with no upward progress in this pair yes it went lower yes it went higher net 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 with only a couple of weeks to go before the halvening Uh, We have no upward movement for over a year in the Litecoin-Bitcoin pair. To me, that is devastating. Also note that we are playing around with the stop and reverse point, which Socrates has a lot more to tell us about. He has solved the problem of the stop and reverse point. We won't have time to go into it today, but he's going to post it. On TradingView, and we will do a full vlog on uh, the right way, the correct way that uh, TradingView admits they were not using of calculating the way Wells Wilder did 40 years ago when I learned it. And still, I believe, is the most effective way of looking at it. <clears throat> we have wicked right down to it, and the explanation is complicated how that stop and reverse goes sideways, but there is an explanation based on the way TradingView is doing the calculation. It is clear that if the uh, stop and reverse had gone up, we would have broken it on this candle. But right now we're going to have to wait uh, for another candle before we get that determination. Um, Also notice, Um, on the ADX, on the pair, we're talking just about the pair, the price action of, uh, the ADX, which is very difficult to interpret in a positive way. Um, okay so now i want to go a little shorter than this weekly but i think the weekly is devastating in my mind i have not looked at the monthly so what the heck the longer the better and i see nothing really um We had a red eight. We flipped over to a four. We had a price flip to a one. We got up to a two, now a new price flip. This action isn't good, obviously, relative to um, moving averages. Uh, We are below all three moving averages on this price pair if we were to close here, but we're nowhere near the end of the close of the month. So i wouldn't get too excited about what this is telling us but i think the weekly the eight day is uh interesting in the way the bollinger band has kept it below above below above the midline we are now again below the midline with a red two below a red one um the three day uh, it's got a couple more days to go it's on a red seven it's broken below the midline of the bollinger band uh tried to pop back above it now all the moving averages are coming down into and around it it looks to me like we've got two more months of downside on this pairing which actually takes us through the halvening. uh so no i'm sorry i'm looking at the three day i'm getting too excited here sorry uh, and on the daily, do we have anything of interest? I don't really see it other than uh, this uh, last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days of support that tried to rally back to the mid of the Bollinger has failed. And now the most, we've got a price flip and. Uh, The probability of breaking down through the lower end of this band is pretty good. Notice also we did have a full candle below the lower Bollinger, which takes you back to the mid at least, and we didn't do it. We failed off of this six candle to get Bollinger on our side. We've lived below it ever since, and now we're dropping back down. Normally, you get something like this, you expect it to go to the middle, If there's any strength, it's going to go back to the top. There's no strength in this pairing. So, my conclusion from all of this basically is first of all, I'm going to go off, stop screen share. Oops, good. I thought I just canceled our (laughs) log. I'm going to stay away from the buttons. Okay. So what we looked at is absolute drops in all the cryptos. If you take a look at Coin Market Cap, you'll see that everybody in the last 24 hours is getting killed except, you know, for a couple of tiny things that somebody's bouncing in hopes to suck in some more suckers. Everything else is down, you know, anywhere from uh, 10 to 20 percent. Big, big drops in crypto land. Bitcoin is, this is a big drop. And it's coming suddenly and sort of out of nowhere, as Socrates was explaining. But it does not change the long term. Now, just because the intermediate and the short term are giving sell signals kind of across the board, and certainly across all of the pairings of Bitcoin to the cryptos, does not mean that the short term action and the intermediate term action cannot ex- accelerate to the extent that it begins to affect the long-term trend. It has not nowhere near it. We've still got four months of upside on that long-term trend on the monthly Bitcoin, and that's what I'm sticking with. The consensio is still completely bullish even with this action, although the short term is turning down the intermediate term is going to be affected by this short-term action. But that's nothing to get worried about because we've only got a 10% weight in. So we've already taken steps necessary, according to Consencio, anticipating that some kind of a top could come in where we'd want to pair back if we were 50% in or even 25% in. We haven't taken that much of a risk yet on these trades although we continue to hold the 10%. I want to put another 10% in and eventually another 30% above that. And if we can get above 14,500, which Socrates scared the heck out of me last night with his Wyckoff analysis, but uh, I want him to bring that back up in light of the recent action we are seeing in just a second, because... That shook me up at how it looked as if we could be getting a reversal pattern if we got back up to that 14-ish area and then dropped back down, then got a lower high after that. We've interceded with this action. And I want to see if he believes that means that we might have uh, disrupted uh, that pattern. So I'm going to turn it back over, and sorry to throw that curveball at you, but um, I've been thinking a lot about that.
0: No, actually, I was going to ask to pull that up after you were done, so I'm glad that you thought of it. Um, This action has been very important and has changed my analysis, um, but uh, not in the sense that I'm going to say this isn't a Wyckoff distribution. I am now just looking at a different schematic of the Wyckoff distribution. There are um, patterns that follow the Wyckoff rules but they don't have an upthrust after distribution or a spring if it was um, accumulation. So if we were to have that up thrust after distribution, which is that trap Mm -hmm. right at the top, right before it reverses, it would have had to have been on this last move. Um, Here I'm viewing this as point number seven. um, And that is the, this is the move that it would have had to give us the up thrust after distribution on this wave. It, if we come down and find support again and then get back up there, there would be um, too many tests of this area of resistance to consider that next one, an up thrust after distribution. Uh, so this very much has changed um, but still could be following the pattern um, of, of distribution on the Let's see here, Um, 4-Hour, I think we can also see it on the daily, which one's going to be better. Yep, definitely the 4-Hour. Okay, so I'm just going to go through and as quickly as possible um, label these points. We've got number 2 is the buying climax, Uh, 1 is preliminary supply, 3 is the automatic reaction, and... Let's see, four, this was the area that was a little bit off, um, but not too big of a deal. Uh, That is the secondary test. And then, uh, let's see, four is there. Five is that little bounce that occurs after the secondary test. And then we have six down here. And this point gives us seven, which is the secondary test of resistance, which base uh, it's confusing. There will be multiple secondary tests of resistance. And that is what point seven is. um, When we're, after we have tested support twice, we have the automatic reaction. We have the secondary test. We've got point number six. Now, here is point number seven, and if I'm going to pull this one back up, this is where we would have needed the upthrust. Um, basically, that was the one that I was needing to see get above 14,000 for it to follow this pattern. We would have the upthrust and then the upthrust after distribution. Since this didn't give us the upthrust, that's why I'm now viewing it as a better fit to this pattern Um, Next thing we would put in is, uh, if I can ever find the right one, is going to be this sort of point of support that we see right here. And what we would expect is point eight to come down, find support, bounce back up, give point .9. Very important to get a lower high for point nine. It's often very difficult to tell in real time if this is distribution or accumulation. And the most important thing for me is the signal of strength versus the signal of weakness. Um, point nine being a lower high than seven is a signal of weakness that is very important. Point 10 creates a lower low than point number 8, which is a signal of weakness which is very important. The most important one to me is a lower high following point number 10, uh, the last point of supply. That is when it is time to go ahead and, according to Wyckoff, cover all long exposure and enter short uh, if you are so inclined. that's what I'll be watching for closely. Do still think this could be a Wyckoff, but do not think that um, uh, I wouldn't be afraid of 14,000 anymore based on that pattern. Uh, So definitely glad that you brought that up. And uh, one other thing to touch on uh, is that we do have our uh, Lucid SAR that we have been uh, working on. We should have it available to everybody here very soon. Um, but this is the parabolic SAR based on Wild well, Wilder's traditional calculations. I've looked high and low across different exchanges. I haven't found any other place where you can get the parabolic SAR that is based on Wells Wilder's traditional calculation. As far as I know, this is the only place uh, available unless you're going to calculate each and every one by hand. And let's just take a look at how uh, well it has been working so far. Uh, just make it a little bit bigger. Uh, so right here, we see the action that has was so intriguing to us in that the price comes up and gets within as close as it can possibly get. Um, this is way less than a penny because we go so many digits. The SAR is at 0.028304, and the high is 0.028302. So that is 0.000002, um wow. away wow. from the peak. And this can be calculated in real time. You notice that it's the same sort of progression here. At no time was this any lower and then moved up because of the price. At no time did that occur. This was always right here. And if at any point the price wicked above 0.0283, 0429, this would have broken and given us a new bullish SAR right here. That didn't happen. It stayed intact, moves sideways due to this action here, then starts accelerating back down and is remaining intact on the daily. Uh, There was just one other that I wanted to show. Look at this one right here. Uh, Price comes down and one, two, three, four candles in a row, it comes within a whisker of breaking the star. Doesn't happen and the price continues down. Again, that's calculated in real time and it does not adjust based on price coming up and near it. Uh, So this is something that is really exciting to me that uh, potentially uh, will be the only ones uh, that are using the real calculation for the parabolic SAR and that could provide a big edge um, when everybody else is thinking they're using the right one and and they really aren't. Uh, So this is something I'm uh, very excited about. I wanted to give a shout out to Casey Bowman. Uh, He has been helping us uh, put that together. Uh, it's because of his hard work that we have this up here on Trading TradingView. Um, so we're going to be working to get a description together, showing the exact calculation so that you could go through by yourself and calculate this and see why it is there in real time. So very excited about that. And uh, you guys will definitely be hearing more um, to come. Uh, so go ahead and
1: stop the screen share. And that is... Everything I want to great do. Do. Congratulations on sticking with that. Uh, most people don't realize how much work went into coming to that conclusion and uh, finally putting the last piece of the puzzle together. So uh, that, that's great work. And uh, thank you so much for doing that. That's going to be very helpful for everybody. I can't remember what started this off. But it was a very important stop and reverse point that didn't make any sense to us and uh and i think it had to do with bitcoin but i can't remember now it was so long ago but anyway it- we've got it now what was it did you, do you remember
0: yeah i think it was actually the nasdaq um i believe uh, ben yeah, yeah, that's was- right screenshots and what initially started it was when we were um, looking at it with tone and We were kind of blown away by how it had come to within a penny on so many different occasions. Yeah, that's um, right You're right that. So it, it's very uh, exciting to come to a conclusion and then also to see that it's still as precise as we originally thought that it could be
1: That's excellent. So that that's terrific. Um, and uh we've gone almost an hour here uh we started a little late but um um let's let's just quickly pull up gold because i i don't even know where it closed and uh if you don't mind doing that and uh just the xaus i just want to see where it is um very important we broke through that 1200 1380 top that has been there for five years We've been above it ever since. And because we've been above it ever since, every day that goes by with it not coming back down lessens the chance this is a bull trap. I got a little nervous when we broke 1300 on a couple of occasions over the last couple of days. I'm still a little nervous, but I am fully expecting uh, the gold uh, to take off from here. Um, I'm not sure if you're screen sharing that, maybe you are, but you can see the big reaction today off that, um, off those lows all the way back up to 1,418, it looks like. So very important action today. If we take out the bodies of, um, um, about 10 days ago and about five days ago, on a closing basis tomorrow i think we're off to the races very exciting uh this is, would be a, a the time that you would expect some kind of uh consolidation and we aren't above it yet but if we go slightly higher i think we're going to see big prices coming in the gold market uh any reaction uh to that socrates i i
0: uh fully agree um and definitely think that uh uh, breaking through these areas that is what i would expect from here um this isn't really uh ascending triangle i mean kind of uh, but the the point is there for me in the sense that we have horizontal resistance and we've got this higher low telling me that support is moving up and therefore resistance has to be getting eaten away at and if we get up to retest it again um, I would expect a breakthrough or potentially um, another higher low to come in at about 14.05 or so, but this is looking quite bullish to me. Uh, definitely this today's action for sure, but also really like how this uh, found support above this pullback here. And as you said, we are now, the longer that we stay above here, the less likely it is that this was just a trap. Uh, so I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable myself uh, that this thing should continue to the upside and that uh, we shouldn't really see lower prices than thirteen eighty five would be
1: what I would expect. Terrific. That's great. And how about just quickly point up the uh, S&P? I think I heard that Dow hit all new time highs today. Uh, but again, I've been kind of busy. Uh, that's a very nice candle there on the S&P. It's a gap up from yesterday, Uh, could be a continuation gap. Notice one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days ago, we had a continuation gap in the uptrend on a daily basis, never filled. That's usually what happens when there's a lot of strength. You get a gap, you move above it, you don't come down below it, and then you gap up again. Uh, That action looks pretty good to me. I also heard that we went above 3,000, let's see, what's the high today? Sure Um, enough, 303, 2003. We poked poked our head above that 3,000 level. So I think my 3,300, I think uh, Socrates was talking even higher, 34 off of some patterns, maybe as high as 35 is in play. Um, Any of this can change, but right now that's looking very good to me. And maybe just... Uh, take a look at the Dow. It's interesting that the Dow and the S&P are hitting new highs at the same time. The Dow has not done that since the beginning of um, all this action. It uh, it uh, failed on the, the April-May pop to get above the September pop, and now it might have just poked up above it. Um, awfully close.
0: Had this one close above and then this did wick back above. Um, got a higher low here. Um, yeah, I think I think I wouldn't. Uh, this definitely did create a new all time high but uh, still
1: hasn't still closed. Too, this too close one. to call. We need a couple more days. A, a week would be good. A weekly close up here would be great. Um, and all these little tiny moves, wicks and trend lines and overhead resistance, all that sort of stuff, uh, doesn't seem very important, but it's all important. It's very important. Um, and is that the stop and reverse flipping after one day?
0: Yes, that is very bullish. Um, As far as I'm concerned you have a long uptrend uh, which tells you anytime these are on the same direction for a very long time and get really close to the price that tells me that we're due for a correction and that we should flip them down to the other side Um, and that is what happened just yesterday, essentially, we did break it down. And then to have it reflip on the very next candle, that is very hard to do and is very rare. Um, Reason being is that you have to create a new local high um, on one candle following a significant correction. So right here, we see that it broke um, as soon as price, it didn't have to close below as soon as it broke this one here. Um, The new SAR gets printed above this candle at the extreme point of the prior move. So that extreme point was this all-time high right here. So we get the SAR gets placed above there and then... Uh, the very next candle has to essentially be able to get back up into that territory to be able to break that back um, bullish. So very rare to only see one SAR um, in either direction. And then seeing that tells me that we got, it'd be like, uh, a one candle correction on the TD, that's going to be much more bullish than a four candle correction or a nine candle correction. Uh, Cause it went back in the same way much sooner. Uh, that's kind of what I see this as, so that, that that's very interesting. It's sure nice to have a SAR back that we can trust. <laughs>
1: a- absolutely. I don't know if I've ever seen a flip after one, I've seen a bunch of twos and threes and fours, which are very short, but that is very unusual. And I agree, is very bullish. So stock market, I think, is looking good. Uh, Bitcoin is pulling back. And the question is how far. And um, I'm licking my chops about putting money into it on a long-term basis. Uh, I've felt a little bad about taking such a small step at the 6,000 level. I'm feeling a little bad about taking profits at 8,800. I was feeling really good when we had profits from 6,500 all the way up to almost 14,000. I don't mind giving that paper profit back uh, because now the long term in my mind has turned bullish and I want to uh, start building big positions as the price goes lower. If it continues to go a lot lower, all bets are off. But right now, that's not the way it's looking to me. And with that, I will be quiet and uh, turn it back to Socrates, unless he's got something else he wants to show us. Uh, I just have a question for you. You say if it goes a lot lower, than all
0: bets are off. Uh, do, you, do you have an idea of, of a certain price where that would be?
1: Yeah, uh, I do. I want I, I wanted to buy between 7,500 and 8,500 on a pullback, but that was when we were struggling between 10,000 and 11,000. Um, and we continued to struggle until we got a whole candle above the 11,100 level. The big candle didn't do that. It came all the way back down into the range. The next candle, the next candle did the same thing. But we've just gotten a candle fully above the 11,100, which is what really turned me to the bullish side. So now um, I'm thinking I need to bring my buy points up from 7,500, 8,500 to something more like 8,500 to 10,000 or 9,500. If that gets taken out on the downside, I'm not putting actual buy limit orders in. uh, And I'm not telling anyone to do that. We've taken all buy orders off the table until we see how this plays out. But I could see it if it drops down Uh, through the 11,100 and the 10,100 level back into the nines that I think the 7,500 to 8,500 is in play. If we get down to that 8,500 to 7,500, I might not buy there because then my perfect buy zone is in the low to mid 6,000s. And from 14,000 down to the low sixes is a huge percentage drop. So much so that even down at that level, I'm going to be gun shy because it could be that an intermediate term Bitcoin bull market has come to an end. And now we are still in the long term downtrend and 5,000, 4,000, 3,000, 1,000 become in play. Now, each one of those steps, and there's a lot of them are sequential. You can't go from where we are today down to 6,000 without going below all of those other points I mentioned. And that's typically what you would see is we will incrementally work our way down and we're going to have to just measure how long and how fast it takes to break through anything to the downside before it becomes clear where you want to begin buying again. Or in the worst case, where you don't want to buy. I'm far from that more radical statement because all the long term indicators are still pointing up. Major bull market in Bitcoin. I'm gonna to hold to that. One of the reasons we wanted to have this discussion today is it was in a paramount for me that the altcoins don't come with Bitcoin. They get left in the dust. That's the definition to me of a bull market in Bitcoin. The only way it's going to happen. Otherwise What would happen if it pulls a lot of these altcoins with it is it will fail again and maybe in some kind of a hyperwave move. Who knows? But then we're probably talking about another year, two, three, four years of screwing around before we can get going. I'm hoping and in some ways praying for uh, uh, the macroeconomic community that this is the real thing in Bitcoin right here, right now. And it leaves all the altcoins in the dust. They slowly settle like sediment at the bottom of the ocean as Bitcoin goes higher and higher. And the more they do, the higher Bitcoin will go uh, and the faster it will get there. And it'll blow through 20,000, blow through my 35,000 target. Uh, Tone today didn't have an upside target, but he's got an upside time. And uh, that could end up at 50,000 or 70,000 or a hundred thousand before it gets to where it goes. I don't disagree with that, but I just don't see it with what I'm seeing in the charts right now. So much more than everybody wants to hear, but I just want everybody to hear a reaffirmation of how I look at the way these trends move and change and move from short to intermediate to long. And then is long as the long is intact, that's where you want to be. But remember, it can always begin to roll over on the intermediate and short term and call into question even the long-term trend.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Great answer. Uh, Definitely in agreement with you there. Uh, The uh, two most important things this year, in my mind, uh, have been, first of all, was breaking through 6,000 and in a big way. I was not at all I was not at all bullish um, until we broke through six thousand. At that time, I started to um, started to look for some entries and started to reluctantly turn bullish. So the first most important thing for me was breaking through that in, in a big way and in a convincing way. Uh, second is what we could be seeing right now out of the alts uh, if. Um, Bitcoin really does leave them behind. And we do see those major areas of support break down what I'm calling like a do or die zone. Um, if that does happen, then that would probably be even more important to me than Bitcoin breaking through 6000. That would tell me that there are some major um, coins like some big market caps that are going to be Um, slowly going and depending on time, I don't know how slow, but uh, that will be uh, transitioning into BTC. And as those market caps move towards Bitcoin, um, that will be like gasoline on the fire. Not only will there be new demand from people buying uh, Bitcoin with new US dollars, but there's going to be people panic selling their alts to buy uh, back into Bitcoin. And that's just going to be fuel on the fire and could really cause the net, Um, cycle to go a whole lot bigger than it would if we had to carry around the ball and chain of altcoins with Bitcoin every time it tried to to move up So some very very exciting stuff that is going on um, We'll be paying very close attention to those alt pairs Not necessarily because we like tracking alts, but because it could be the main story as it relates to the price of Bitcoin um, So we'll definitely be continuing to follow those closely and we'll be keeping our fingers crossed that, that That rug gets uh, pulled right out from under and uh, bag holders start to come on back into a BTC. So um, very exciting. And with that being said, we'll go ahead and finish up for the day
1: and plan on uh, coming back to you guys. One last uh, announcement. Uh, Friday at 12 o'clock, three hours uh, till three o'clock, we do have our webinar. And the webinar is on retirement accounts. Uh, It is a much more detailed look at not only what is out there, but more importantly, why is it supremely important for me as an investment manager to uh, convince everybody to max out as much and as many of their retirement accounts as is legal to do and we will give you all of the specifics you know many of them but we're going to show you examples of what happens when you do that that is where you want your investment money to be you don't want it to be in a taxable trading account you want it to be in a retirement account we will also talk about a retirement account that appears to be uh able to hold bitcoin in it in the form of a Roth IRA will explain how and why that works. Uh, we will also be talking about uh, a number of international retirement accounts. Everybody's in the same bucket. Uh, very few people have very little money in retirement accounts. Most people that have any retirement accounts never fund them properly. They come up with excuses why they shouldn't Uh, They would rather go on vacation, they would rather spend it for school, they would rather do... We'll show you the things you can do legally with retirement accounts in terms of healthcare problems, with buying houses, with um, education, college education and others, being able to take money out when there really is a reason to do it without paying penalties. We're going to go into a lot of detail, and I hope at the end of the three hours, we have the response that Lee and I got when we did a two-hour vlog uh, over a year ago on this. We had many, many, many people say the first thing they did is they went out and they set up an IRA or they fully funded or increased their funding to their 401ks. We've got some clients today that have as many as 10 different retirement accounts and they have no money on the outside it's all on the inside of those retirement accounts and you are not restricted in what you can buy depending on how you've done it you can buy um stocks you can buy gbtc you can buy um gold you can buy gold mining shares you you can do all sorts of things but it differs and we're going to go through the differences between all of them we also have now the ability to um, uh, uh, have you pay the $150 in uh, either credit cards or cash. And uh, uh, Leah has done a great job along with the new CEO of Lucid Investment Strategies, my son, in getting this set up, uh, uh, set up in a very short period of time. We. Uh, could do it last night and we had people uh, that were using this last night on the website those people that don't have Bitcoin or didn't want to give up their Bitcoin and I can see why they don't with what's (laughs) going on with Bitcoin right now you can now uh, just pay with credit card or I believe with uh, uh, cash and it explains it all there and uh, uh, I will turn it back over to uh, Socrates because he probably knows more about it than I do Oh yeah, just uh,
0: it will be very straightforward to pay with your preferred method. Uh, if you want credit card, uh, you can go ahead and enter that information. All major credit cards should be accepted. Um, Also, if you would prefer to uh, just pay uh, with a debit card, of course, that would work. And uh, then I'm I'm not sure about uh, using a check that might be available, uh, but it will be uh, very straightforward when you go in to check out all of the uh, payment options will be listed. And um, yep, that is all set up as of yesterday. So Great. Great ahead and head on over to lucidinvestmentstrategies.com and
1: uh, that is where you can sign up. Terrific. Very good. We hope uh, a lot of you uh, join us and um, we've got uh, two more days to go. We've got all the finishing touches being put on it. And uh, then approximately two weeks after that, We've got the big one coming, which is the Consensio webinar for intermediate and advanced. We'll talk more about that after this one is over uh, because it's going to cover a lot of very important topics that are uh, extremely uh, sensitive right here, right now with Bitcoin, with the stock market and with the gold market. And um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So enough of that. Thank you very much, Socrates. Great job again. Thank you all. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow.